Welcome to Howden's new podcast, Fortune Favours the Brave. We all take risks in our everyday life and business is no different. In this podcast, we're speaking to the experts about a topical challenge or issue and what business leaders can do to overcome it. Welcome to the next episode in the Howden Fortune Favours the Brave series of podcasts. I'm Tom Barney from the Construction and Property Professional Indemnity Team here at Howden, and today's topic for discussion is Modern Methods of Construction, Building the Future. In the first of this two-part episode, we'll be addressing questions such as what is modern methods of construction, what are the pros and cons, and what is the potential in addressing two possible conflicting issues in the UK's chronic housing shortage and our commitment to carbon net zero. To help me navigate through this subject, I'd like to welcome our guest Ian Atkinson from Womble Bond Dickinson. Ian leads Womble Bond Dickinson's Modern Methods of Construction subsector, easy for me to say, and has a detailed knowledge of the construction industry. His considerable experience includes major capital projects such as private finance initiatives, public-private partnerships, and design, build, and operate delivery solutions, acting for both public and private sector clients. Welcome, Ian. Hi, Tom. Now, in time on a fortune favours the brave tradition, we'd like to kick off with a bit of an icebreaker. Can you tell us about a risk you've recently taken and did it pay off? Okay, that, that's a good question. As, as you are very aware, Tom, lawyers don't really like taking risks, much like anyone in the insurance industry as well. So I suppose a current example for me would be um, we're currently in the process of renovating our kitchen at home. And my wife, who is a professional photographer and therefore a bit creative, she came to me and suggested that we adopt a palette of dark olive and burnt orange for our unit. Now, I struggle to see beyond black and white, but she said to me, trust me. And we all know what that means. So I, I, I let it go and um, now it's complete. I have to admit, it looks really good. Um, it's warm, it's homely, but it's still stylish. So I suppose it's very much a lesson to me of you let those that have the appropriate skill set make their decisions and you just trust them to, to do the right thing. So, Thank you, and that's a fantastic example uh, of a leaf of faith um, and fortune does favour the brave, as they do say. <laughs> um, so, right, let's just crack on with the matter in hand. Um, and let's start with perhaps uh, an easy question. Ian, could you tell me what is MMC or Modern Methods of Construction? So I, th- I suppose it's one of these things that probably means different things to, to different people, but I think the the best way to think about it is it's MMC as a collective term to describe alternative, more progressive construction practices. And I like to think of it as a process rather than simply a, a product. There was a housing white paper in 2017, which was called Fixing a Broken Housing Market. And as part of that paper, um, the authors decided that what they needed to do to help build confidence and, and indicate to people what MMC means, they broke it down into seven different categories. Don't worry, I'm not going to run through all of them, but some of the key ones, um, I suppose the first category was about 3D primary structural systems. That's a, a very long way of saying these are your volumetric or your modular units, the kind of things that we would see in school playgrounds when there's not enough classrooms or on sites for for welfare facilities. And then below that's your two-dimensional primary structural components. And that's, I imagine that more as a sort of Ikea flat pack 
for construction. So it's where you have flat panel units. It could be floor units, wall units, roof units. They're all produced in a factory, stuck on the back of a lorry, delivered to site where they're then assembled. Then within, you know, the other categories include things like 3D printing, which is obviously going to have a, a really big future within the industry. And right down at the bottom, I think some of the important categories to pick on, upon are about making sure that our labor processes are simply more efficient and the materials that we use are improved. So MMC is, is, is quite a holistic term to cover quite a lot of topics, but in conclusion, it's just about making construction more modern, trying to adopt some of the technologies that, that, that are available to us and stop being stuck in the past. That's very interesting. Thank you, Ian. So the concept of modern methods construction aren't all that modern. Um, if we look back to some of the prefabricated homes that were constructed in the 1960s, this is something of an initiative that's taken quite a while to, to bed in, would you say? And we need to encourage more people to adopt those methods. Could you perhaps tell me what are the inherent problems with traditional building techniques and, and processes? Well, Tom, there's, there's nothing fundamentally wrong with traditional building techniques. You know, like many people in the UK, I live in a Victorian brick-built slate roof house. And 90% of the time, it protects me from the elements. You know, occasionally when the, wait, uh, when the wind blows in the wrong direction, I do get some water ingress, as, <laughs> as many people do. But, um, you know, the Victorians, that, those, those wonderful inventors that gave us so much, they used at the time the best possible products that were available to them, the best possible processes. They didn't have access to the technology that we do. They didn't have access to the myriad of roads and motorways that now connect the UK. So the problem is the world's moved on, but the construction industry hasn't kept pace. So, you know, if we, if we look at it in a bit more granular detail, I suppose um, problems with traditional construction methods. Well, the most obvious one at the moment is we've got a massive labor shortage. You know, we don't have enough trained people to carry out the trades that are required to build in a traditional fashion. And that's not going to get any better. You know, you've got Brexit, we've got inflation costs, you know, anyone who's trying to carry out work on their home at the moment, you will struggle to find labour and certainly struggle to find labour at, at a good price. The actual process on site, you know, the erection of the buildings, it's really time consuming. If you think about it, you, you, you have to take it in steps. You can't start building your building until you've got your foundations in. That's quite limiting because you're always going to have these restrictions within your critical path. And then quality control. The quality control just isn't there. I can think of numerous people who've moved to a new house on a new build estate. And I'm sure 90% of the houses that have been built are perfect. But there's always some people that struggle with poor finishes, water ingress damp, all these kind of sometimes major structural defects. And that is because people do not consistently perform at the same level. That's not what humans are. That's not our strength. And you know, I can think of site visits I've been on where foremen have said to me, look, on Friday afternoons, we just get the job done. And sometimes if that means a little bit of a bod job, then sometimes that's what you get. So you've got all these problems. I'm thinking 
today, the weather's very warm um, right across the UK. Weather, weather is a problem as well. You know, we're, we're a windy little island in the middle of the Atlantic. We suffer from terrible frost and snow in the winter, high winds all the way through the year. Heat, problems with the heat, you know, it's too hot for people to be working outside in 32 degrees. So you've got all those issues as well. And, and a lot of those can be addressed by adopting some different processes. Also, the site requirements for traditional building methods in terms of storage of uh, product and materials, do you think that's also a consideration that can be alleviated to some extent by factory built off-site manufacture or prefabrication? Yeah, that's, that's a great point. So if you think about how a site actually operates, every day you've got wagons turning up, making deliveries. Now, first of all, there's a bit of a health and safety issue there. No one wants to be surrounded by these huge articulated wagons dropping off heavy materials. The community, the actual people who live in the vicinity of the site, they get a bit frustrated. You know, the roads are dirty, they can't park their cars, it's noisy, etc. If you take everything to a factory, one single site, that benefits all of those in the community. They're not getting that same level of interruption. And you do have enormous storage facilities so that less wagons can turn up with bigger loads onto a site that is better controlled and, and better set up to accept those deliveries. Of course, that has an environmental impact as well, doesn't it? Because it means you're doing less journeys with those big lorries because they're, they're, they're more efficient. I think it's well acknowledged that there is a lack of representation within the construction industry. Do you feel that modern methods construction, possibly off-site manufacturing, will improve the representation in the construction industry? Yes, I do. And it, it's a very valid point. I think um, I, I did see a government survey last year that said only 13% of the workforce in the construction industry at the moment is female. And that does not compare favorably to other comparable industries. So I think in, in even um, energy mining and transport, that figures up closer to 20%. So we have to be doing something to get a more diverse workforce in, into construction. And of course, working in a controlled factory environment immediately changes the perception for people about what it'd be like to work in the industry. If you if you went to a school and said to sixth formers, oh, do you fancy working in construction? They would all immediately think of what they've seen, people working on sites in all kinds of weathers, it looks dangerous, it looks noisy, it's, it's not particularly appealing. But the roles that, you, that, that would be created by moving to MMC are completely different roles. You know, you've got the focus more on digital construction, about people you know, working from laptops on computers to, to refine design processes, project managers. Um, it's a safer, warmer, it's just a better environment to be in. Um, so I, I do think it's something that can help address the current skills shortage. Yes, I imagine working on a rainy building site is uh, a long way removed from your Lego bricks and stickle bricks, if you remember those, uh, from your childhood. Um, so perhaps it will help make it more aspirational for people to look at a future in the construction industry. Thank you for that. 
If I move on to our next question, which I think we partially answered, what are the inherent benefits of modern methods of construction as opposed to maintaining the long legacy of traditional building processes here in the UK? Well, there's a, there's, there's a lot, and it depends how far you know the industry is willing is willing to push the boundaries. Um, I mean, the, the most obvious one to me is is probably the quality point. I think you know because you are taking a process into a factory, because you are repeating that process over and over again, you can quickly identify issues, you can refine processes, you can make sure that the product you are ending up with is better. And, and I always think perhaps incorrectly, it's it's analogous to the car industry. When we used to build cars by hand, they were really unreliable, whereas now most new cars that you get, they've been designed with and built with such minute tolerances that they work first time. Um, so you've got that, that, that point there on quality. I suppose the next would be speed of delivery. You know, we've got targets to we've got to be building 340,000 homes a year up to 2031 for the government to meet their new homes targets. Now, it's estimated, of course, all these things are always going to be an estimate that modern methods of construction could improve the speed of delivery by up to 50%, which goes back to the point I said earlier, you know, whilst somebody is digging the foundations, preparing the foundations at site, the manufacturing process can begin in a factory so that once the foundations are set, then the product just comes in and it's, you know, erected on site at a, at a much quicker speed. So you've got the, the the point there about time, health and safety, which we touched upon earlier. Again, we go back to the same point, this controlled factory environment. It's safer for people. They're not having to work around big moving vehicles. They haven't got that heavy machinery interface, which is important. The environment. Absolutely fundamental here as well about, you know, we, we've got to be more aware of what we're doing in terms of net zero and modern methods of construction. is all about using more sustainable materials, less wastage. If you've got machines cutting pieces of timber, they will always cut them to the same size with minimum wastage. That doesn't happen on a building site. So you've got the environment too. We talked about what it, how, how local communities were affected by building construction works that's dealt with in a better way i think one of the ones a point i would like to touch on would be budget there's, there's a, a bit of a misconception at the moment that modern methods of construction are cheaper that's not necessarily the case what i tend to see is that the prices are comparable if not a little bit more expensive than traditional bills but we can touch upon this you know in a later discussion i think that will come down as more players enter the market and you know we start to see a bit more competition thank you ian that's about all we have time for in this episode join us for part two of this podcast series where we'll be continuing our discussion on modern methods of construction and exploring issues such as net zero sustainability and some of the challenges facing the industry we look forward to welcoming you back thanks tom thank you for listening to this episode of fortune favors the brave from howden To hear more episodes and subscribe to our channel, search Fortune Favours the Brave on your favourite podcast app.